0: Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 18, Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 18, Lord willing, I'll go ahead while y'all are turning, In in a week or two, probably, Lord willing, we will be starting a study through the book of Mark. So we will hopefully, unless God changes my heart or moves me in a different direction, we'll dig into that and we'll hopefully finish up. So we will be in the book of Mark for the next few months. And uh, so uh, be praying for me as I study and and, and get ready for that. So that's just a little preview for everybody of what's uh, coming up. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. For the creation eagerly waits with anticipation for God's sons to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in the hope that the creation itself will also be set free from the bondage and corruption into the glorious freedom of God's children. We know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now. And not only that, but we ourselves, who have the Spirit as the first fruits, we also groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Now in this hope we were saved, yet hope that is seen is not hope, because who hopes for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. In the same way, the Spirit also joins to help in our weakness, because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unspoken groanings. And he who searches our hearts, the hearts, knows the Spirit's mindset, because he intercedes for the saints according to to the will of God. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. Let's pray. (laughs) Father God, we come to you this morning and I thank you for these words and I pray that they would just touch your heart, God. I pray that you would just help us to, to find hope in you through these words, dear Lord, that in the midst of our sufferings, in the midst of our groaning, dear Lord, That we know that that you have something better prepared for us. God, that that, that you remind us that whatever we may suffer in this world, that it does not compare to the glory that you have in store for us, God. And I pray today that Jesus Christ would be lifted up in this place, God, that we recognize that there is hope and no one else, that the hope of the glory that we look for, dear Lord, to escape these sufferings and get something better, dear Lord, it comes through Jesus Christ and Christ alone. So I pray, God. That in these next few minutes, that you hide me behind the cross. That you allow your Holy Spirit to speak through me. And I pray that you touch the hearts of each one's here, dear Lord. And maybe there's something that we've got, God, that we need to give to you. Maybe there's something that we're struggling with today, God. I pray that we would come to you. That we would seek you, dear Lord. That we would find rest in you this morning. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I would say that we could probably all... Relate to these verses. Paul is talking about the groanings that all of creation has. That's you and me, and I believe that all of creation, not just humanity, but I believe that all of creation groans because of the sin uh, that is in this world, because of the sin that is in our lives, and because of the effect that sin has had on us. Sin has, has, has begun to degrade everything. Sin has begun to destroy everything. Sin has made everything rough. It's made everything tough. And as a result of that, we have sufferings in this life. We have things that we go through in this life that are hard. But the way that we make it through this life is, is knowing what is to come. When we think about heaven, when we think about this life, when we leave this earth, whether the Lord Jesus returns or whether we take our last breath and we are placed in the grave, however it may occur, for those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we will one day be with our Lord and Savior and we will one day have eternal life. We are promised that time and time again throughout the scripture. It reaffirms that truth to us. And what a glorious truth that is as we begin to think about uh, what eternal life may be like. That's what we talked about this morning in Sunday school. We were talking about the new heaven and the new earth. And, and what will things be like for our believers once we are with the Lord? Well, I'll give you the answer to that. I don't know. I don't know exactly. What heaven is going to be like, whether we will be in heaven or whether we will be on the new earth, as Revelation says. I don't know if that language in Revelation is symbolic or literal. I don't know what our bodies will look like, whether it will be in a spiritual sense, something that's unexplainable, a mystery to us, as Paul would say. Or perhaps we will have a resurrected, redeemed body, similar to what Jesus had when he reappeared to his disciples. I don't know what the afterlife will be like for those who are in Christ, but I know this. I know it will be good. I know it will be the most beautiful thing that I have ever experienced in my life. And I look forward to that. And the reason why that heaven... And being with our Lord for eternity seems good. The reason why heaven is so desirable for us. The reason why it makes us smile thinking of the beauty that is going to be there. Thinking about our Lord who is going to be there. The reason why heaven seems so good is because this world is so bad. If we didn't have this world, heaven wouldn't seem that special to us. But because we have this world and we see the worst of the worst, and we see sin, and we see sorrow, and we see heartache, and we experience sufferings, because we see these things, boy, heaven is going to be glorious. And Paul gives us a reminder here. He gives us some encouragement. He gives us some strength here in these verses that we look at today. In verse 18, he says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. How do we deal with and get through the hard times that we're going through now? We deal with these things and get through them because we know what's coming is better And that gives us hope. Think about the sufferings of this current world. I've thought about the sufferings of this current world twice this week. Once in the family that we just prayed for that lost their child. I can't even imagine. Some of you in this room can imagine. Some of you know what it's like to lose a child. I can't even imagine the heartache and the suffering that there is. just this week we had a good praise report for another young lady that we've been praying for. uh, Only just a few years old. And and cancer has overtaken her body and she can't do a whole lot. She was able to walk this week for the first time in three weeks. And I see things like this. And what what a glorious thing that is that God is bringing healing to her body. But what a horrible thing that is that such a small, tiny life has to suffer so greatly. And it doesn't get any better. From the time that we are born to the time that we leave this earth, we suffer. We suffer the loss of family and friends. We suffer when we're when we're when we're in pain. Just this week, I, I did something, I pulled a muscle in my shoulder. I don't know how I did it, but somehow I pulled a muscle and it hurt. Every time I would move, it would hurt. If I took a deep breath, it would hurt. And I would groan. Sometimes it would kind of catch in the wrong way, and I'd turn, I say, Ugh! I was groaning. Some of you know what it's like. Some of you groan every day. I hear people say sometimes that, boy, when I get out of the bed, when my feet hit the ground and my old knees uh, begin to raise up for the first time, I groan. We get it. We, we groan because we, we, we're sore. We're in pain. We, we groan or these old bodies begin to wear out. And that's part, I think, of what maybe Paul is talking about here. We also groan because of those that we love. Because we know somebody that doesn't know the Lord. We know somebody that's just outright rejecting the Lord. They're living in sin in a way that's that's affecting them, it's hurting them, it's hurting their family. Maybe some of us are going through it and we're groaning over our own situation. Maybe it's a dear friend or family member and we see their story, we see their situation. And we groan for them. We don't even know what to say. Have you ever prayed for somebody and you just don't know what to say? Your heart is just broken? That's what Paul says here. That the Spirit in us groans when we don't have the words to say. The Spirit intercedes for us. There are times, sometimes, that then I'm just broken over somebody or some situation. And I just want to pray and I start praying. And, and then I say, God, I'm just, I'm just repeating words. I don't know what to say, God, but I know my heart is broken, and the Spirit knows our heart. God knows our heart. God knows what our feelings are, even if we can't put it into word. He knows that we are broken. He knows that we are sad. He knows that we are suffering. And he gives us scriptures like this to encourage us. He gives us scriptures like this to remind us that in the midst of our suffering, there is hope. And we groan. And all of creation groans. I don't think it's just you and I that, that groan. I think it's all of creation that groan. Maybe even the animals. Maybe even the, the, the trees and the, and the plants and the water groan too. Now don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I don't think that trees have spirit. And I'm not about that we're going up into the, in the forest and start hugging trees. I'm not, I'm not going that far. But I do believe that God's beautiful creation is suffering just like you and I are suffering. Just as human beings are suffering from the pains and the heartaches and the sorrows of this world, so does creation suffer. Just this week I heard creation groaning because I've been trying to catch this cat who for six months has been eating our trash, who's been knocking Michelle's flower pots over, who's been getting all over my truck, and this cat is about to drive me crazy, and I said, this is war. And I got the live trap, and I set the trap the first night, and caught a cat, but it wasn't the right cat. And I went out there and the cat was and the cat was groaning because he didn't want to be in that cage. It ain't no good for the animals either. That's not the way God intended for things to be. I don't believe, at least. I don't believe that God ever intended for Adam and Eve to be catching the animals. I believe that God made the animals because they were good and they were meant to inhabit the earth, but because of sin, even the animals groan. I finally got the cat, by the way, that I was trying to get It took me three cats to get him. He was the third cat I caught, but he was sneaky and he would eat the food, but the one I wanted to catch would. Anyway, I caught that cat and he's in a new home now. He was so happy to get set free, but he was groaning. When I went out there the next morning, he was in that cage and he wanted to get out and he was groaning. And then I caught a possum after that. Anyway, all that to say that all of creation, all of creation has experienced sin. The forests are cut down. The waters are polluted. The animals are tortured and caught in some cases. I didn't torture them, by the way. I just caught them and let them go. But the point being is that all of creation groans because it wasn't supposed to be this way. Because it wasn't supposed to be this way. And we groan because we suffer, because we hurt, because we are heartbroken, Because we see all the things that go on in this world. But Paul says that the sufferings of this world do not compare with the glory that is to come. And for the Christian, we get that. Because that gets us through on the toughest days when we say, why God? Why are you allowing this child to suffer? Why are you allowing this this elderly person to suffer? God, why are you allowing missionaries to be taken captive? Why are you allowing missionaries to be killed, dear Lord? Why don't you do something, dear Lord? Why is this suffering going on? That's a result of sin. And we see those things and it breaks our heart. But Paul says there's going to be these sufferings for a little while but not forever. And as bad as you may be suffering today, as hard as things may be for you, as much as you may be groaning over your own sickness and own sadness, as much as you may be groaning for a family member or a friend, as much as you may be groaning over some suffering that's going on in this world, think about how glorious the day will be when you are with the Lord. These sufferings won't compare As bad as things are now, it'll be a million times better than what things are now. Even more than that, an infinite time better than what things are like now. And that is what should keep us afloat. That is what should keep us going, that hope to know that there is something better coming for us. Now, I don't know everybody's heart. I don't know what you've put your trust in today. But I'm I'm here to tell you that if you don't have the hope of the glory that is to come in Jesus Christ, then you are hopeless. You are hopeless. No matter what suffering you may be going through in this life, Jesus Christ wants to give you a better life. He wants to redeem your life and give you something better. The Lord doesn't want this to be the the best that you have. And for millions of people throughout history, this life is the best that they had. It's the best that they had because they never accepted Jesus Christ. And apart from Jesus Christ, if you think things are bad now, you don't even know. To be apart from God when the day of judgment comes and you are separated from God and Jesus says, depart from me, I never knew you. You think things are difficult now. You think there is suffering now. There is no suffering that will compare to the suffering that is to come for those who have not put their faith in Jesus Christ apart from Jesus Christ, the suffering you're experiencing now is the best that you are ever going to experience. Now, that's kind of a bummer. That kind of gets you down. It kind of gets me down. If I wasn't a Christian, I would definitely be down to think that the best that there is is what there is right now, apart from Jesus Christ. But the Bible tells us something so much better than what there is right now. The Bible says, yeah, there's the here and now, there's the sufferings and the heartaches and the tragedies and the sorrows of the here and now, but there's coming a better day. There's coming a day where there's going to be eternal life, where the things of this world won't have effect on us anymore, not even death. We will have escaped death for all of eternity if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Paul goes on to to conclude this passage in verse 28. Uh, He says, we know all these things. Excuse me, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to His purpose. Now, that's a tough one, maybe, for us to, it, to accept. It's encouraging, and that we believe God's Word that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. But then we look around and we see bad thing after bad thing that may be happening in our life. And you say, But I love you, Lord. But your word says that all things things work together for the good of those who love you. God, I love you. But we continue to see these bad things that pile up. The sorrow that comes, the heartache that comes, and the suffering that comes. What about the missionaries that are out there giving giving their lives, that are going to places where, where they are being killed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ? How can we say uh, good things are a result? All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. We have to think big picture. You see, sometimes we get focused on our, on our own life, on things the way they are going now for us and the here and now on this earth. But what Paul wants us to focus on is the big picture. He wants us not to, get, not to get caught up in this world. This world is passing away. We're only here for a little while. Just a, just a, a blip of time on, on, on the, on the, on the in, infinite timeline that goes forever and ever and ever. The little 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years that we spend on this world is insignificant. And God's word is true when it says that all things work together for the good of those who love him all those who who are obedient to God, all those who seek Him, all them who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I can promise you that all of these things that you're going through, all of the things that you're experiencing that are hard right now, they are going to be good one day. God is going to make them good. God is going to bring glory through all of these things. God makes everything work together for His glory, for His purpose, even if we don't understanding all of those who may be suffering and giving their life for the spreading of the gospel of jesus christ it's good they wouldn't have it any other way that's what they want to do because they want people to hear about the gospel of jesus christ And you say, how's it good? They're getting killed. It's good because they are taking the good news to people who may not otherwise hear it. Who are going to put their faith in Jesus Christ. Who are going to tell other people the good news who may not hear it. Who are eventually going to lead somebody to Christ. Who is going to be the next person who is going to go and give their life for someone who needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they are going to give it willingly out of love so that the gospel and the hope of Jesus Christ can be preached to the world so that everybody can hear and know that the sufferings of this world do not compare of the glory that is going to come when jesus christ comes back for his children are you one of his children do you have hope in him That's the message that keeps getting preached. That's the message that we need to stand firm on. That's the hope that we need to have, knowing that no matter how bad things may be for us, God is still in control. God doesn't promise us that it's all going to be good for us in this life. I am sorry to tell you that. I wish I could tell you that if you do this and do that and do this and give more and come to church more, then God's going to make you where you're never sick again and you never have a trouble. I wish I could tell you that, but if I told you that, it would be a lie because that's not what God's Word tells us. He tells us that we will have sufferings in this world. Yep, these old bodies, they will wear out. These old bodies get cancer. These old bodies eventually lose their sight and lose their hearing. We have sufferings in that way. We have sufferings in that those that we love are, are, are living in sin that's going to bring harm to them. We suffer in that way. We suffer when we see those who are innocent. When we see that small child, we suffer through those things and we, uh, we are broken over those things. But God's Word tells us that in this world we will have sufferings. But it also tells us that the sufferings do not compare to the glory that is to come. I'm here to tell you today that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And I'm asking you today, do you love the Lord? Do you trust Him? Have you put your trust in Jesus Christ? Because the only way that you're going to go from groaning to glory is through Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Apart from Jesus Christ, you don't even know what groaning is. You will one day when the judgment comes. But as of right now, we, we don't even fully grasp what groaning is. But God doesn't want us to spend an eternity groaning. He wants us to spend an eternity in His glory. He wants to to be with us even now in our sufferings. We may have sufferings, and if it's God's will, he may make them better. But they may linger on for a while. But I can promise you this, no matter what you're going through, God is there with you. Jesus wants to be your anchor. He wants to hold you firm in the storms of your life. He wants to bring you from groans to glory. Maybe you're sitting here today and you're just suffering, you're struggling, you're saying, God, I don't know what to say. Well, you know this, that the Holy Spirit who is within you, if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, he intercedes on your behalf. You don't have to know what to say. God looks at your heart. You just need to go to the Lord and say, just Lord, help me. Lord, help that person. God, I don't know the words to say, but my heart is broken for him. God, I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't want to be this way. I don't want to live this way. God, just help me. God, I don't know what to say other than just Lord Jesus, just have mercy on me. And that's all we can do. That's all we can do. It's not about a bunch of big fancy words. It's not about how long we pray. It's not about our vocabulary. It's about what's in the heart. And what God desires is for us to come to him. In the midst of our groaning, in the midst of our heartache, in the midst of our suffering, he wants us to seek him for strength. And he wants to seek him for eternal life that comes only through Jesus Christ. So I don't know what your sufferings may be today if you're suffering. But I know this. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the glory that you will receive on the day that he comes for you will be far greater than the sufferings that you're experiencing today. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning and I thank you for these words. And God, I thank you for this this wonderful truth that we have today, dear Lord. That whatever we may be suffering through, God, if we are yours God, it does not compare to what you want to bless us with in the coming days. And God, I just think about the words of the last song that we sung, God. Oh soul, are you wearied and troubled? Dear Lord, there may be some in this, in this, in this place and their soul is wearied and troubled. And they are suffering. And they are just, just going through it, dear Lord. God, I pray that you just would, would be with them. I pray that you would give them strength. God, I pray that whatever suffering that they are experiencing, that you would just take that from them, God, if it be your will. But dear Lord, if it's not your will, I pray that you give them strength. Dear Lord, just as, just as your servant Paul uh, cried out to you when he had a thorn in the flesh that you'd take him from him. God, you didn't take it from him, but your your, your grace was sufficient for him, dear Lord. Your power was perfected in that weakness. And dear Lord... I pray that your grace would be sufficient for each one here today. God, I pray that each one here would come to you, that they, would, that they would live in your grace, dear Lord, that they would know that there's nothing that we can do on our own, God. But it's only by your grace alone and by your strength alone and by your power that we make it through whatever it is that we may be experiencing in this life. And God, I pray that you help us to look with excitement to an eternity with you. God, I pray that you help us to think about What a wonderful day that will be when we're with you, dear Lord. Whatever heaven's going to be like, God, I don't know, but I know it's going to be good. And God, help us to look forward to that day. Dear Lord, even if we don't experience what we think is good in this life, God, help us to know that you are true to your word. And all things will work together for our good, dear Lord, if we put our faith and trust in you. So God, I pray that if there are some in this room that are yours and maybe they're just struggling, maybe they're heartbroken, I pray, God, that they just would let their heart cry out to you today. God, whatever sufferings and heartaches and and, and things that they're going through, maybe in their own life, maybe for the life of a a family member or friend, God, I pray that you just would help them to just cry out to you, dear Lord. Even if they don't have words to say, God, just let them speak from their heart, dear Lord. You know their heart already. Just let them open it up to you. And God, I pray that if there's one in this room, that's living and suffering, and they're not yours. God, I pray that you help them to know that the only hope that we have for our suffering is in Jesus Christ. And I pray that if they've never put their faith in Jesus Christ, that today that they would surrender their life to Him, that they would accept Him as your Son, dear Lord, and the sacrifice that He made on the cross, and accept the victory that He had over death and His resurrection. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.